to the church on Friday or hear the announcement on Friday evening at the visitation report to give the final arrangements on that. I understand the body was to arrive in Manila tonight, and so uh, everything is is on, uh, you know, you're not sure, you're not positive of anything until the body is here. Now, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me, please, to a number of scriptures that we want to speak on this evening on the subject. You'll have to listen to this one twice. The subject I'm speaking on tonight is minding one's own business is full-time business. To mind your own business does not happen once in a lifetime unless it's from beginning to end of your life because the devil will do everything in his power to catch you off guard that you will not be minding your own business. Now there are a couple of false ideas that come from uh, the, and as usual, extreme positions of a truth. Whenever you get more popish than the Pope, or more biblical than the Bible, if you're going to be more strict than God asks us to be, if we go to an extreme in either way, uh, we begin to uh, pervert the truth. And so, uh, plainly, as a Christian, on one hand, we are to be our brother's keeper. No one can deny that that it was arrogance and denial of what he had done when uh, Cain said to God, am I my brother's keeper? Now we know that we are to be our brother's keeper. Also in Galatians 6.1, brethren, speaking to Christians, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, and by the way, most people are full of faults, and not all are overtaken with that fault. Now, many of us have faults that everybody know about, but so far they have not completely sunk us. And the Bible says, brethren, if a man be overtaken. Now, overtaken is stronger than uh, if a man have a fault. It says here, if a man is overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual. And are we not all spiritual? I mean, in, in our own idea, are we not all ex- all spiritual, especially if there's somebody that's overtaken in a fault that we don't necessarily care about anyhow. Why, we, we, we feel like we're pretty spiritual, but the Bible, we need to stay by the Bible terminology of what is spiritual, because what is spiritual may not be what is popular. And so ye which are spiritual, restore 
such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Now, <clears throat> we find that the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24, I want to show you some seemingly contradicting passages of Scripture because uh, on one hand it says in Hebrews 10.24 let us consider one another to provoke to provoke unto love. Can you provoke unto love? Well, according to the Scripture you can. Provoke unto love. In our present day and time, anybody that provokes me is not spiritual. Anybody that provokes me with questions and statements that rub me the wrong direction, I will not consider him spiritual. And if I am at fault and he provokes me with the truth, then I am the one that is not spiritual and he is. The Bible says, let us provoke one another to love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves, uh, assembling ourselves together. Now on one hand we are to provoke, and on the other hand, Galatians 5.26, as we go back to Galatians. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 26, it says here, well, 5 does, yes it is, let us not be delirious or desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. We are to provoke one another, we are, uh, we're not to provoke one another. Now, which is it? Are we to, to provoke people or are we not to provoke people? The Bible says provoke one another to love. Then it says, let us not be desirous in vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. That's on a negative basis. You know, in the book of Proverbs, in almost identical uh, places in the book of Proverbs, it says, Answer not a fool according to his folly. And then just shortly after that, it says, Answer a fool according to his folly. Now, which is it? Are we to provoke people or are we not to provoke people? You see, on one hand, it says to provoke people. And then it tells us, on the other hand, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 12. This is Mrs. Schott's favorite verse of scripture. She gave this in the Bible Institute one year. In the opening of our Bible school, she used the terminology of in... 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 12. That ye may walk honestly. No, in verse 11, I'm sorry. 
that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Now she gave that to the Bible students one year when we entered into Bible school. It so happened that there were a couple of Bible students who had immorality on their mind. And when they began to break rules, why one of the other students said, if you don't stop that, I'm going to tell on you. And they said, mind, you know what the verse Mrs. Schott gave us, it says, study to be quiet and to mind your own business. And so uh, it ended up, it ended up that we quit Bible school that year. We just, we just cut it off because uh, it had gotten so, uh, the, the whole school had gotten so permeated with the problem that was at hand because one was doing one thing and the other one was doing something else and somebody that said they were going to tattle on them while they were told to study to be quiet and to mind their own business, and they were led to believe that it was right to keep quiet. This was also during the time when there was some drug addiction that was creeping into our young people's department, and uh, there was a code of silence to those that were doing wrong why no one was to tell on them because you were to be quiet and mind your own business. Now the Bible teaches that minding one's own business is a full-time business because it goes farther than just what you want to do, what you like to do, what seems best in your favor at the moment. We are to be consistent in our provoking or our not provoking. We are to be consistent in minding our own business or provoking somebody where people will say, mind your own business. Because we need to know uh, the, the proper thing. Now, let me ask you a few other questions. Now, were the members of Chloe's household, or Chloe's household, not Chloe Nova, but Chloe in the book of 1 Corinthians, Chapter 1. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 11, were the, was the household of Chloe wrong in telling the Apostle Paul? For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now, the fact that somebody in the house of Chloe had informed the Apostle Paul of a problem in the church, and oh, brother, all hell broke loose. Because they told of the problem, and the Apostle Paul began to straighten things out. You can study the book of 1 Corinthians, and you will see that there were many difficulties, many problems, many upsetting the apple carts, a lot of dissension between members because this one family had told the problem that was in the church. 
And so they are beginning, I'm sure, they begin to point the finger to the members of the house of Chloe because they were at fault because they told Paul the problem that was in the church. Now, they were not the problem. It was the people that was causing the contentions in the church that was the problem. And Chloe and his and their household were minding their own business because Paul was the one responsible to help straighten out the difficulties. And oh, how many times when somebody tells on you, you've done something wrong, and somebody tells on you, and they happen to tell somebody in authority. And somebody in authority begins to correct the issue. And to correct the issue means that you are going to be found out that you were guilty. And you are going to be rebuked. And you are going to say, why don't you mind your own business? Rather than ratting to the preacher. You tattletale you. I know in, Bi- in not Bible school, but in... Uh, in our elementary school out on the country farm. We had a little statement when some student would tattle on another student why the other students would would uh, catch him uh, out of the teacher's ear and begin to sing the little song, Tattle, tail, tattle, tail, setting on a fence rail. Uh, a few other words that went with it too. But we find that they... They were not the problem. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Again, we find that somebody in the church in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 18. Paul said, first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear. Paul heard it. I hear there be divisions among you and I partly believe it. And oh boy, the people that are involved in their false doctrines and they and their whispering and their uh, disagreements that they keep from the preacher, uh, they begin to say, "Well, now you should study to be quiet and mind your own business." If you look back to chapter five, verse one, in First Corinthians chapter five, verse one, we find another statement. It is reported. That means somebody told. Paul, it is reported commonly, many people, that there is fornication among you. And he said such fornication is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one would have his father's wife. Now, were they wrong in reporting to Paul sin in a person. Sin isn't just in a church. Sin has to be in a member of the church. And whenever you as a member of the church do wrong and you sin, the first thing you're going to do is start covering it up. And you do it by threatening people, encouraging people to be quiet, Making them believe that that they love you or you love them. 
because you keep it quiet. My friend, when you do wrong and people keep it quiet, they are doing you wrong. They are doing the church wrong. They're doing the unsaved wrong. They're doing God wrong. And so we find that uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 8, 1 Corinthians chapter, I mean 1 Corinthians 11, 18 and 1 Corinthians 5, 1. Now the answer is given by the Apostle Paul in chapter 4 of 1 Corinthians verses 1 through 7. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that that a man be found faithful. But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not my own self, for I know nothing by myself Yet am I not hereby justified, but he that justifieth me is the Lord. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come who will bring, will both, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart and then shall every man have praise of God. And these things, brethren, I have in a figure conferred to myself and to Apollos for your sake that ye might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, that no one of you be puffed up one against the other. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it? In other words, that swings both ways. If you are guilty... Don't expect people to be quiet. Because it is the member's business. Read your church covenant. That the members are to watch over each other. We're to look after each other. And you take many times a member of the church that begins to do things that are wrong. The first thing that the one that tries to help them or correct them is, why don't you be quiet? Why don't you mind your own business? Doesn't the Bible say, judge not lest you be not judged? Now what they are doing is they're judging themselves because of what they are saying. And so to mind one's business becomes more and more a full-time business. Look at 1 Corinthians 4, verse 14 through 21. Skipping down to verse 14, I write not these things to shame you. If you rebuke somebody or if you tell on somebody because you're trying to get even with them, shame on you. If you are just telling on somebody because that person did you wrong and you're getting even with them, Shame on you. Mrs. Schott and I have learned that in the Philippines, very few times do people come and tell us something that somebody in the members are doing wrong if they do not already have a bone to pick with that person. 
Because many times they come and say, did you know that so-and-so does this? One of my first questions is, when did you find this out? And my goodness, it was long before. Second question is, why are you telling me now? Why are you telling me now? And this is one reason why that so many people be quiet about somebody else's sin is because they don't want it to back up onto them. And so, and that puts you in a guilty place before God, and it also puts you as a stumbling block to sinners being saved in our church. That's what it does. Look, if you would please to, as we continue on. For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore I beseech you be ye followers of me. For this cause have I sent unto you, Timotheus, who is my beloved son, and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways which is in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. Now some of you are puffed up, as though I would not come to you. But I will come to you shortly, if the Lord will, and will know. Not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What will ye? Shall I come unto you with a rod, or in love, and in the spirit of meekness? Now, how do you think Paul was going to react? Well, he was going to react how they acted. If they rejected uh, rebuke, then he would have to come with words of rebuke. And so we find that, well, uh, let's, let's look at John chapter 21. In John chapter 21, verse 20 and 21, 20 through 22. Oh, 23, 21. John 20. No, verse 20. Let's read verse 20. John 21, last chapter of the book of John. Then Peter, turning about, seeing the disciple whom Jesus loved, following, which also had leaned on his breast at supper. No, 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 no. Taikamuna. Now, do you recognize that here is a servant of God who somehow is revealing that there is a pinch of jealousy or something because he is making mention that this John, whom the disciple whom Jesus loved, that he leaned on Jesus, but now, Peter began to feel that maybe John was too close to Jesus. Now you want to be careful with dealing with people that, that you care about, and then you deal with other people who also care about that person, that you don't get to thinking that this person is too close. And they are taking my place. And so we find that Peter turned about seeing the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, 
which is he that betrayeth thee? This is uh, the one that said to Jesus. Peter seeing him saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Now you see, you see, Jesus got through telling Peter in words that Peter understood in verses 18 through 19 that he was going to die. He was going to die on a cross. And Peter was willing to die, but he wanted to know if he had to do that. He said, and, referring to what I have to do, and because of what I have to do, and what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. What was Peter's business? Peter's business was to follow Jesus. What was not his business? What was going to happen to John? That was not his business. You see, it is not your business. It is not my business. What God wants you or someone else to do, it is your business or my business, whoever is personally involved. And so our business is to follow Jesus. Now we need to read that, memorize that phrase, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. When you, when you have dealings with people, and we do every day, some are good, some are bad, some are encouraging, some are discouraging, some just blow our minds, some surprise us, but no matter what it is, we should remember the words of Jesus to Peter, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Me. In my conclusion, <clears throat> I'd like to make mention that it is true not only in the physical, but also in the spiritual. We need a 2020 vision. You know, when you go to the doctor, anybody who wears glasses, it's obvious that they do not have 2020 vision. Either they are nearsighted or they are farsighted. So in the physical, we really do need 2020 vision. Well, spiritually, we need 2020 vision, like Acts 2020 says. Acts chapter 20, verse 20. How I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but I have showed you and taught you publicly and from house to house. House to house visitation is a Christian's uh, spiritual vision and and in that in that line also i think we ought to remember that acts chapter 21 22 is the spiritual vision we need that's a little bit uh, that must be a little better than act 2020 because 21 22 
Uh, I use Acts 20.20 to help you remember John 21.22. What is that to thee? Follow thou me. Remember, minding one's business is a full-time business. So tonight, either here or when you get home, you settle. What is your business? What is your business? Second of all, you need to know what your business is. And thirdly, you need to tend your own business. Mind your own business. Amen? Shall we stand for prayer?